episode of the Cover Zero podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells, and it is a lovely four-degree day outside. The sun is shining, and the Dolphins absolutely fleeced the Rams. Uh, Yeah, Jalen Ramsey is a Dolphin. We're fucking going for it this year. Joining me this week to break down what's happened over the last week and get into some free agency preview talk. Uh, we got Cameron. Hasn't been on in a while, but happy to have him back. That's cool, man. Pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, I guess let's just get into it. But uh, the Miami Dolphins have traded a third round pick and Hunter Long for Jalen Ramsey. That's all it took. And I don't know if you know this, Cameron, but that third round pick that we traded... Was, that was the no, no, it wasn't. It was the pick we got for Devontae Parker. Yeah. So Devontae Parker and a backup tight end into Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. And then we also lowered his cap hit. I think over the next three years it was supposed to be like 23 mil, 24, 25, and now it's 17, 18, 19. So love the restructures. I don't care. It's Jalen fucking Ramsey. Absolutely. <laughs> it's not my money. Absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah I mean. As a Niners fan, I'm happy to have him out of the division. I'm so, sure really, so really, this trade was really a win for the Miami Dolphins, a win for Jalen Ramsey. He now gets a fully guaranteed contract on Florida taxes instead of California taxes. Yeah. And it's a loss for the Rams. So it's I'm just about as happy as you are, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, I doubt that because I am absolutely thrilled. But I mean, this is, I mean, I was having this conversation with you last week about like, we made that bet. The Dolphins are going to have more wins than the Patriots. And I, we're looking at this defense now. Our offense was already sixth in the league last year. Nothing's changing on offense. And now we have a defense with Wilkins, Jalen Phillips, uh, Siler, uh, Bradley Chubb, Javon Holland, Jalen Ramsey, Savian Howard, now our number two corner. Vic Fangio is the defensive coordinator. Like I won't lie to you, Jason. I hopped on and got a little bit of value with a five dollar Super Bowl future on you guys. So Oh, I, I already I already bet the Dolphins. Yeah. Oh, I know, but I, I, I bet them weeks ago. I did yeah. too now. I mean I'll say it. I think we're the, again, this is like off season. Lots can happen, but right now on paper, I think we're the second best team in the AFC. In the conversation, I'll give you that. That's the thing. I'm just happy to be a part of that conversation. I, I won't say one. Cause I mean, when you look at the chiefs, the chiefs, yeah, are the chiefs. It's, but I mean, basically you take the QB out and you guys might have the best roster. Like when you take the QB out of the conversation, I like the roster outside of Mahomes and Tua better than uh, the Chiefs. I like the roster better than the Bills, better than that right now. I mean, there's not too many holes, really. Linebacker and the O-line, that's about it. And I'm, I'm okay with I'm yeah. okay with that right now. There are 
a lot of good linebackers in free agency. We'll get to that soon. A lot of good running backs in free agency too. But um, yeah, Jalen Ramsey's a fucking Miami Dolphin. Chris Greer, back-to-back huge off-seasons getting, I mean, essentially one of the best players in football. They all want to come to Miami. You love to see it. <laughs> um, moving on, though, um, this arguably should have let off the show, but the Bears traded away number one overall to the Panthers. Uh, the Bears get number nine overall, number 61 overall, a 24 first, a 25 second, and DJ Moore. DJ Moore is really the key piece in that deal because I don't know if you've seen what the currently what the Panthers have like under contract for not good offensive players it's no one it's a bunch of bums essentially a bunch of guys who are depth level players at best losing dj moore is tough but they now have their chance to get their franchise quarterback and really take a grip of this nfc south division which is just floundering so for a long time too because really realistically saints just put themselves in kind of middle ground for the next four years who knows what the Bucks are doing? I heard Baker was maybe linked there, but we'll see how that goes. Who knows? And the Falcons, I don't know. If they don't get Lamar, they're not keeping pace at all next year. No. No. So, yeah, this this seems like it's the Panthers' division to lose. That defense is ready to go. Uh, they just need a wide receiver now. I mean, they still kept their second-round pick. There should be some guys available in that Absolutely. still about to happen so yeah um i guess yeah and then on the bear side they're fully loaded to get kind of what they need justin fields is now surrounded by pretty decent talent at least receiving wise like dj moore is a top 10 wide receiver who has dealt with absolute garbage at quarterback play yeah i don't know about top 10 but he's definitely a clear-cut number one and it's an improvement on everything that they had. So yeah. that's really what matters. I think there's, a, there's an argument, though. Yeah. So, again, the yeah. Bears aren't going to do much next year, but they're okay. surrounding Justin Fields with talent, and that's all you can ask for. It's a home run for the Bears, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Next news up, this just happened. Deron Payne is now the second highest paid defensive tackle in the league. He's not touching that Aaron Donald contract. I don't think anyone will for a while, but uh, four years, $90 million, I think $60 million guaranteed. Uh, good for the commanders to hang on to one of the best defensive players in football. And that just really, that just really sets the defensive tackle market with guys like Dexter Lawrence, Quinn and Williams, Christian Wilkins, Jeffrey Simmons, all about to become Javon free agents. Free agency. Exactly. So, defensive tackle, hot commodity right now. Good for Deron Payne. Got his bag. Successful mm-hmm. career. Oh, yeah. And speaking about another player who got an absolute bag, this happened, I think, the day after I recorded. So, Geno Smith uh, got a huge contract from the Seahawks. Well-deserved. Three years, $105 million. You just loved it. Like, like a guy who was... Tossed aside, he was complete afterthought, and he gets a hundred million dollar deal in the NFL. I'm happy that he's now set for life. 
to say it as they're a division rival, but to be honest, the Seahawks have really set themselves up. That contract is a perfect bridge now for them to take a quarterback at the top of this year's draft, develop him for yeah. two years. Someone like a Richardson or Levis who might have a little bit more potential long-term, but needs those couple of years to develop at the NFL level. Agreed. You know, you still got a really good skill position group there. The defense is building. Sucks to say Seattle's coming back with a vengeance. Coming back quickly too. And I don't think anyone thought that they were going to reset that fast and they did it. Good organizations do it well. Ain't that a fact. And I mean, it looks like the Dolphins are finally a good organization after Absolutely. 20 years of nothing from them. Yeah. I'll look with the yeah, Kyle just... prodigy. You guys are back <laughs> on track. God. And uh, I don't know if I really want to talk about this, but I have it written down. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet, I guess. News hasn't officially news hasn't officially broken, but it seems like there's a deal in place. Both sides agreed. It's just Aaron Rodgers is holding up the end of the deal like he always does. Absolutely. So soaking up that attention a little bit more before uh, everything gets going. So if he's a Jet, then I mean the AFC absolutely loaded. I mean the Jets team is a very good team. They got a lot of young pieces. I don't think it's that that different from the Packers situation, if we're really being honest, but they're going to be a good team. The NFC is just absolutely loaded, and I know, God, I got, I think Spills was like, oh, great, the Dolphins are now competing for, like, the wild card, like, two spot after this trade, and it's like, the AFC is fucking good. Like, the Dolphins could damn well be a wild card team, and that's just because... Oh, absolutely. Everyone else is stacked. It's just, it's going to be tough. There's going to be a couple good teams that missed the AFC playoffs that would be an absolutely shoe in in the NFC. But yep. uh, we'll see what happens. I like the fit, to be honest. I know people have been laughing, you know, it's all, oh, it's the Brett Fire thing, blah, blah, blah. But I think at the end of the day, that Jets team would have made the playoffs this year with just competent quarterback play. And now yeah. they're getting somebody that's a year removed from back-to-back MVPs. You know, I think it's going to be a great move. Um, but we'll see if Aaron Rodgers' ego can handle New York media. <laughs> it's going to be fun. I'm just going to enjoy what happens from that debacle in general. And if he just straight up retires, because I think it's the Jets or he's retiring. I don't think he's going back to Green Bay at all. But... Yeah, if he ends up retiring, the amount of Jets people on Twitter who have been like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, here we come. And if they just, I don't know, if the Jets get like just left at the ball, essentially, with no dancing partner, uh, like end up with Mike White starting week one. I mean, yeah, there's still some quarterbacks out there that are an upgrade over their current situation. You know, I mean, Jimmy's out there. You got guys like Jacoby Brissett, Andy Dalton, whatever. They're upgrades, but they're not enough of an upgrade. Those, but, those guys don't move the needle whatsoever in terms of what they were doing last no. year. Maybe a little bit better, but... I was going to say, they're better than Zach Wilson. Everybody's better than Zach Wilson. So, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens. Okay. AFC's going to yeah. be fun. Yeah, you're you're lucky to be in the NFC. That's for damn sure. Absolutely. Um, 
Okay, let's get into some free agency talk here. So I made a list of the top 25 free agents available. The only reason I made my own list was because a lot of sites don't have lists that are updated and still have people that are in franchise tag or re-signed. So made my own list. Uh, did you do some honorable mentions? Not so much honorable mentions, more just like sleeper picks where it's like guys that might not get a lot of attention, but could really, you know, blow up in new roles. I've okay. got two ones really. Uh, the number one, I am really sad to be losing this guy, but Aziz Alshire is going to probably be a steal for whoever gets him. I think he got overshadowed. Big time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he got overshadowed big time by Warner and Greenlaw. And, but that guy was just a tackling machine. And I think if he gets a situation where he can sit side by side with another top tier linebacker, he's going to earn a bag for himself on his next contract. I like that. I like that. And then the other, um, well, you, go, you go, you go. Okay. The other okay. one I like was uh, Cam Sutton from the uh, Steelers. I think he was with the Steelers. Young corner, a lot of good physical tools, and I think nobody's talking about him. So that guy's going to sign somewhere for well below, I think, what his talents are. And I'd like to bring him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I I remember Cam Sutton coming out of college and out of the draft, and he was one of those guys who he had the traits, he had the size, and he's been good since he's been in the league. He's never been like a, a star or like a full-time starter, but I mean, for the Niners, whose secondary seems like it's patchwork each and every year, that's the guy that yeah, just put in there and will do his job. It's exactly what you need. And that's, yeah, he would have to be like a second uh, CB2 kind of thing, right? Because you still got uh, Moni Ward there, and the safety duo has been playing really well, so it takes a lot of pressure yeah. off guys. Like that good spot to land, but we'll see what happens. Okay, uh, I did three guys for honorable mentions. So the first guy I want to talk about is Ben Jones, uh, longtime Titan center. He just got released because that team's just going for a full rebuild right now. Honestly, smart of them, but I mean, this is Ben Jones has just been in the league forever. He has been good his entire career never really been truly great but he's still a plug and play start starter at center if you're looking for a guy who come in give a good veteran presence on an offensive line start at center ben jones is your guy i like him a lot i know some dolphins fans have been like oh let's move connor williams over to guard where he originally plays put ben jones at center i like connor williams at center he did really well we we paid him to be our center but yeah. ben jones a lot of teams need O-line help. I mean, the Bears, especially. I mean, every, everyone always needs, yeah. <laughs> you guys also do, that's true. Um, Next up, uh, Foster Moreau, the Raiders' backup tight end. Uh, he got a lot more playing time this year because Waller was injured for a lot of the season. He's still only 25. Um, This is someone who is going to sign to be a starter, and he will have a breakout season. Like, I think he's as good as a Dawson Knox type talent. And some people think Dawson Knox is a top 10 tight end, like easy. Uh, again, another guy I would love for the Dolphins to bring in another tight end spot because we don't have any good tight ends on the roster currently. So he, he's someone who has sneaky value. Do you have anything to say on those two guys? I just kind of keep going. No, I mean, I like both of them. Um, I think Foster Morrow is, like you said, if he ends up in the right situation, he could blow up. 
and earn the next contract again as a really big one after a couple of really good years somewhere. And mm-hmm. same with Ben Jones. I mean, like you said, stable vet guy for a long time and he'll get a job and he'll keep doing his job. So we'll see what happens. Perfect. Uh, my last guy, uh, I have a running back. I have Rashad Penny. This is a guy who, I mean, first round pick. Everyone at the time was like, why the fuck is Seattle taking a first round back? especially Rashad Penny, and he didn't really do much. And it wasn't until the end of the 2021 season where he absolutely went off, was averaging, I think, 6.3 yards per carry. Mm -hmm. Then he started this season. I mean, they drafted Kenneth Walker, but it was Rashad Penny's job. He started off really well. He was also averaging 6.1 yards per carry. Then he got hurt. He's only 27. This is, I mean, over the last, like, his last time that he's played, he was averaging six yards a carry. No backs in the NFL do that. I don't know if this is Seattle's scheme or whatever, but Rashad Penny is someone, especially with such a deep free agency running back market, where you're going to get him for cheap one-year deal, and he might be the starter on your team going forward. Absolutely. I think he's got a lot of potential. Like any running back, he's got a low floor, but at the same time... Mm -hmm. He's the kind of guy you'd want to gamble on, I think. Definitely. Yeah. Like, again, like, I I think I've been saying it for a few weeks, but there's like 15 good running backs in free agency. And Rashad Penny's probably in that 10, 15 range. So he will be available for someone. Someone will get, I mean, hell, hell, if he's going to be your, like, your 1B or just your, like, your second option, that's a damn good second option to have a running back. I was going to say, I don't think anybody's going to sign him as like their bell cow, but if you can get him as part of your committee, you're yeah. laughing. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get into top 25 free agents. Uh, starting at number 25, we have tight end Dalton Schultz uh, of the Cowboys. This is someone who is kind of like a cap casualty for them. He got released. Uh, Dalton Schultz is just a very solid tight end. I don't think there's anything else other to say than that. He's very good. I think he's only 26. It sucks because I have the age for every other free agency, every other free agent that I listed, except him because he's the last guy and I forgot about it. I think he's in his mid-20s. He's young. He's our age. But that's also nuts to say that he's our age. But, um, yeah, just some guy who I feel like this is like a similar, like someone will give him like a Hunter Henry like the Pats did. A few yeah. years ago, I don't know who, who really need him. I don't know if he's going to. Mm-hmm. Like he should go chase a bag. Oh, absolutely, if he can get a bag, I can go get it. But I think mm-hmm. at the end of the day, any team that's looking at him, if you can get just average tight end production out of him, that's kind of what he is. You know, I don't think yeah. you can go in there expecting necessarily even what he did in Dallas because Dallas was such an air raid type offense. But mm-hmm. you know. If he's a good good enough blocker, he can catch the ball every now and then he'll have a big game for you. That's kind of what you expect out of 90% of the tight ends in the league that are starting quality. I think I think when I was looking and it's like Green Bay seemed like a team that kept getting linked to tight ends, guys like that. And I mean, yeah, he's just solid plug and play. He'll give you 500 yards. He'll block decently well. Uh We'll move on to number 24, though. Guard Isaac Suomalo, only 29. So he starter for the Eagles, all 17, 
all 17 games, including playoff games. Just someone you're going to bring in, starter, solid. Again, so many teams need O-line help. The Raiders, the Bears, I mean, the Dolphins could use another guard, the Niners. I, I mean, honestly, every team can upgrade their offensive line, if we're being honest. Absolutely. Except the Lions and the Eagles, probably. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Eagles might be still looking for upgrades if they lose this guy and they lose uh, Jason Kelsey. I don't know if there's been anything about him, but uh, yeah. Either way, again, quality starting guard in the in the league. You look at what Lake and Tomlinson got with the Jets, and I think they would make that contract again in a heartbeat because he's been great for them. So, mm-hmm. good guards, good offensive line is what protects your quarterback and gets your run game going and. Lots of teams need that, like you said. So I think he'll Definitely. do well for himself in the next little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, at number 23, one of the older guys on the list here, uh, Patrick Peterson. I mean, <laughs> I shouldn't even have to really tell you about Patrick Peterson. Nope. He's older now, though. But bringing him a vet number two corner, guy is still an athletic freak even at his age. He's gonna go. He's gonna go chase. Go chase that ring, which he deserves to. I feel like that limits. I feel like yeah. I feel like it might limit his teams, but I mean, again, without knowing the cap situations in front of me, I feel like a team like the Bengals could definitely use another corner in there. With especially, I mean, Pat Pete's resume, but I don't think there's Pat Pete number that would, wouldn't benefit from adding somebody like a Pat Pete if it's in the right. Yeah. Yeah, again, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. You just can't sign him expecting him to be your number one corner at this point in his career. No. But if you have a number one and you're looking for depth, especially if you've got a young room, I think he's a home run signing for whoever it is. Especially yeah. if you take a championship discount. Yeah, I he he's he's one of those guys that you want to see with a ring when he walks away at the end of his career. So Absolutely. Here's hoping he doesn't pull J.J. Watt and go to Arizona. <laughs> but, I mean, he started in Arizona, so we won't do that. Trying to th- – nah, never mind. I'll just keep going. Um, number 22, we got Miles Sanders. Uh, Miles Sanders absolutely broke out onto the scene. He's probably the number one running back on the market right now that's a true free agent. Um, only 25. Again, he broke out this year. I've said it before where this is someone in fantasy who I drafted. This is his year. I drafted. This is his year. I finally avoided him this year and he went off number one running back in the market. I don't know who gives him that contract. I know the bills are always linked to free agents, uh, come the off season time, but paying running backs is hard. Being a free agent running back is hard. So I don't know where he goes, if we're being honest. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of teams that need running backs right now. Um, And, yeah, but he's going to be able to set the market. Him and David Montgomery, I think, are the top two options on the market. And once they get their their contract settled, I think the rest will kind of follow suit. So it'll be interesting Mm -hmm. to see where he ends up. Um, Also interesting, you know, some of these guys that leave championship organizations don't always want to – go to like just a dumpster fire, even if they're offering the most money, you know, they kind of mm-hmm. have that standard. So I'll be interested to see if he doesn't necessarily take max value on his contract to stay with a quality organization. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. 
Uh, next guy up. This is probably one of the bigger names on the list. Number 21, we got Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, My boy. Yeah. Two quarterbacks of essentially, I mean, Carr signed with the Saints. We'll talk about who's number one on this list, but we all know who it is. And then Rodgers is going to move to the Jets. So I don't, this kind of leaves Jimmy G with the Raiders. And yeah, I think that's probably the best fit, really. Yeah, it'll really depend on what some of the other teams that have been saying, you know, oh, we're sticking with our young, unproven rookie. But because I can see if they decide to switch course, I could see Jimmy in Atlanta. I could see him in uh, Washington as well. But Mm -hmm. they would have to make that choice that they want to pay a quarterback instead of seeing what they got in their young guys. We'll see. Either way, I still think in the right situation, Jimmy can make you relevant. Um, And I think the big thing with a team that signs him, it's kind of what he did in San Francisco, where San Francisco before he got there, essentially before Shanahan and that was very much kind of in a really bad spot. You know, you've gone through coaches and quarterbacks like crazy over like a three, four year span. And he just came in, he gave you stability. He's a strong voice in the room. He's a good leader. He just kind of helps you stabilize the ship. And I think a lot of teams could use that. Um, Agreed. He's not necessarily going to get you over the top. I mean, we saw what he did with some of the better rosters in recent memory in San Francisco and couldn't get you there. Health too was a big problem. Yes. And, uh, but I think, I mean, I would have said this before the trade, but a team like Carolina could have really benefited from that, you know, where you just need somebody that's going to be there, be good, right the ship and give you stability while you're out there. So we'll see where it goes. I'm excited. I'll always be a Jimmy guy. I, I feel like the Raiders are kind of the team that everyone talks about him going to. He has familiarity with McDaniels going back to the Patriots days. Um, but I feel like the sleeper team that really creeps up for me is the Texans, where possible. I don't know if he'll do it, but he could be a bridge quarterback if the Texans just want to be like, yeah, we'll take Will Anderson at two. We'll take Jalen Carter at two. We'll wait for quarterback next year. We know that this team is not nearly good enough to win with a rookie quarterback right now. So Jimmy G being a bridge quarterback, not a bad idea, but. Honestly, like it goes back literally what I just talked to. I mean, think about how great it is. You get a yeah. strong leader and coach and D'Amico Ryans and just a voice, a calming presence in the locker room as quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he's not going to be an MVP. He's not going to win you playoff games necessarily on his own. But just to kind of fix your franchise and get you back on the right track while you groom the next guy, Texans, yeah. Texans need that. And yeah, unless they go with, I don't think any of the quarterbacks really make sense when you really look at it for them. So, like in the draft, I mean, and then we'll go. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think Jimmy yeah. drafting someone like a Will Anderson makes a lot of sense for them. Agreed. Uh, we'll move on. Number 20. Uh, I got Jonathan Jones corner only 29 years old. Uh, just r- another guy. Yeah. Niners, yeah. Niners target all the DBs. I think he's number one on my list, to be honest of guys I want to bring in. That he is very, yeah. Just if you want the definition of consistency, it's Jonathan Jones where corner is one of the most volatile positions year to year. 
Some guys, it's, oh, my God, they're like a top five coin game, and then they just fall off an absolute cliff next, like the next season. Jonathan Jones is just steady. He's a great number two. He can can be a number one, but, again, just, yeah, a solid guy who a lot of teams would benefit bringing in that vet presence, Super Bowl winner. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, Jonathan Jones. Like I said, I, he's number one on my list of realistic targets, I think, in the offseason. For San Francisco, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like you said, model consistency, and that's kind of what you want, especially as your second string guy. You know, your number one guy, he can be a little bit more volatile as long as the the highs are more often than the lows. But the rest of the guys out there, yeah. you want just to be consistent. And uh, yeah, come to the bay, baby. Ah. <laughs> uh keep going number 19 i put mike gasecki here this is someone who was just thrown away we didn't need him this year at all unused i mean he can't block it is what it is but he is just an offensive weapon if Mm -hmm. anything uh he's just a giant wide receiver he's only 27 he's still very athletic i mean i think the 2021 season he had like 750 yards receiving so this is a team, if you're looking for a receiving threat, the Giants, that Mike Gusecki. You don't have to pay him that much, and he's yeah. good. He's athletic. He's a very boomer bust pickup, I think, where he can either mm-hmm. be like your neck, like almost go into like that Travis Kelsey role for an offense. You know, I'm not saying mm-hmm. he's going to be Travis Kelsey, but that type of player where he's kind of the focal point yeah. for a bad offense like the I Giants. I was going to say like the Jags with Evan Ingram, where you bring a guy, he's been kind of an afterthought in offenses, and then you actually use his skill set. And Mike Gusecki has a damn good skill set. So he gets coached right. He will be a good player for some team. So yeah, I think the Giants are a perfect landing spot for him, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep going. We'll hit the wide receiver market for these next two, but... I got Juju Smith-Schuster, number 18, only 26 years old, uh, coming off a Super Bowl season with the Chiefs. I think he had like 900-and-something yards this year. Like, good year for him. He was hurt a bit, too. I don't know why he leaves the Chiefs, especially if they can bring him back. I don't know why he would want to go anywhere else other than playing with Pat Mahomes for, like, the rest of your career. But I guess we'll see what the TikTok star does. And it'll all come down to money too. I mean, do the Chiefs want to invest in a wide receiver? Because you look at the wide receiver market this year. I mean, you kind of got Juju, the next guy up, and I don't think you put him on your list here, but Adam Thielen as well. Now, being like those are your kind of top wide receiver options on the free agency market right now. So it's well, you're forgetting one guy who we'll talk about next, but. No, that's what I said. Uh, Juju, the next guy, and Adam Thielen. Oh, your top three. Oh, never mind. My bad. My yeah, bad. but I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like if a team is really desperate and wants to put, you know, half decent money towards them, the Chiefs probably can't match that. And it'd be hard to walk. I understand you want to stay with the Chiefs, but if somebody's offering you like $5 million more than the Chiefs are offering you, you know, you got your ring yeah. too. So go get your bag. It's now. true. Yeah. That's so. yeah. I don't. I know. I saw people like. I mean, the Ravens need a wide receiver in the mm-hmm. baddest way possible. I don't think Juju would cost that much money either. But 
No, I, I don't know why you'd want to go to Baltimore, especially with yeah, especially if Lamar leaves. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be a landmine contract. Whoever signs him to try and give him to like a premium contract, but we've seen dumber yeah. things happen in free agency. And with, like I said, he might be the best player on the market right now at his position, which is saying something about the market. And talking about another wide receiver, number 17 here, we have Odell Beckham Jr. He held a workout on Friday. Uh, I think 13 teams attended, and he's looking for $20 million a year. No one should pay him $20 million a year. He is 30. He is coming off. Yeah, he's coming off two ACL injuries. He's very good still. I still believe in him, but $20 million a year? God, no. Unless it's maybe a one-year contract, but even then, like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, but again, no. take advantage of the empty market right now, and maybe somebody gets desperate and, you know, sees the big name there and says, oh, I can sell a lot of jerseys and maybe get a good wide receiver as well. So we'll see what happens. It seems like a – I mean, the Cowboys have freed up a bunch of money to – Yeah, and he was rumored to go there in the season too. So I don't know. I don't – I'm kind of over the OBJ hype, to be honest. I think he's a wide receiver too at this point. And yeah, he was like a wide receiver one, and he's got the ego of a wide receiver one. To me, that's – I wouldn't be happy to see San Francisco pursue that personally. But – Somebody's going to. Definitely. Yeah. Like, again, I just, he is what he is at this point in his career. No one should be paying him like a wide receiver one. But if he is your number two receiver on your team, you have a very good offense going forward. Absolutely. Um, the role he played with the Rams was perfect for him. It, yeah, it honestly was. Uh, number 16. Yannick Ngakwe. So I was actually kind of shocked. I thought Yannick Ngakwe was old. He's only 27. So um, this is a guy who over the last couple of years has been hovering around the 10 sack mark. He's not a number one edge rusher, but he is a very solid number two. Getting a guy like him on a defense that is, I mean, he's just, he's a good solid edge player. He will get to the quarterback, will get close to 10 sacks. Hell, hell, if you put him on the defensive line opposite, like some elite edge guy, yeah, yeah, he's also going to the Niners. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I've seen some fans on Twitter want Colin for him. I, I think you can spend your money a little better when you don't have as much cap space. But uh, like, yeah. you, just like you said, though, a spot like him opposite someone like a Nick Bosa would be a perfect landing spot for him. Hmm. Yeah, like, again, someone who's just been like, like, I thought he was in his 30s, kind of like. Yeah, no, he was super young coming out of college. Yeah, no, I yeah, absolutely shocked because he's been in the league for a while now. And yeah, if you can get him on a four-year deal that brings him to his 31 and seems pretty good to me. I, I like Yannick Ngakwe a lot. He's just, yeah, he's a very solid contributor for any defense around the league. Mm-hmm. Uh on to another edge rush player, which this is the funny thing. So Marcus Davenport, who the Saints traded up for, traded a first round pick for him. Uh, so he's only 26 and Gawkway's 27. I would have sworn that Ngakwe was like four years older than him, but 
Here's Mark and Mark Davenport, still a shit ton of talent. He's been hurt. This is another one of those Saints kind of cap casualties where they just can't keep guys on their team, essentially. Uh, he's still very young. He didn't have a lot of production last year. I think he did have 33 QB pressures, though, which is an insane number. So this is someone you bring in on a lower level deal and hope that they hit that talent, that that first round talent that he was at one point. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure he's also pretty good at uh, run block or run stopping as well. Like that, he's more of that kind of defensive end than a pass rush guy. Mm -hmm. So those guys are very underrated parts of the defensive line. So I think somebody gets him on a good deal and sees some good results. But health mm -hmm. is always a big problem, and we'll see where how that plays out. Again, not somebody I personally want, but I think he's uh, going to make be pretty good for whoever he can be if he's healthy. See, it's funny. I didn't even realize that like he was a free agent until I was like going through these lists because like there hasn't been a lot of hype around him. I get yeah, uh, yeah, cuz people say like oh the caps made up whenever the Saints do all these restructures, but if you look at who they've lost over the last two seasons, I mean Marcus Davenport gone, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson gone. Uh, Trey Hendrickson gone. Mm -hmm. uh, Tron Armstead gone. Like they're yeah. losing a lot of very good players to just kind of absolutely stay average. Yeah. So uh, keep going. Number fourteen, we got Dalvin Tomlinson, the big DND tackle for them. Uh, he's also a cap casualty. It looks like the Vikings are just completely retooling their defense. They brought in Brian Flores and. He just hates every vet presence, uh, wants to rebuild the defense in his own image. Uh, Zadarius Smith is also asking to be cut. So Brian Flores, you know, just a total team cancer. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. He's going to be a very good defense coordinator. I, he is a very good defense coordinator. But Dalvin Tomlinson is a free agent, only 29, former second-round pick. Uh, again, just one of these big defense tackle guys that – very solid run stopper stats don't show up for defensive tackles a lot, but he's good. Yeah. Oh, he's solid. Um, somebody you don't often hear about, but he is very good at what he does, which like we said, is run stopping and, you know, doing all the, he's a guy that really commands a lot of attention that can open up lanes for other guys. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So Yeah. It's kind of the same thing as the last two guys where it's – I don't have – they've got high floors, and if they stay healthy, they'll be great pieces for whoever gets them. Not somebody you overpay for, and, uh, yeah, he'll make your team better. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, number 13 on the list, we got strong safety Jordan Poyer, uh, 31 years old, leaving Buffalo. Uh this is someone, I mean, he has made it very clear that he wants to be a part of the Dolphins next season. Uh, I mean, fuck, if we get him, that defense is looking very, very good. Uh, I like Jordan Poyer a lot, obviously. I did think he took a step back last year, especially when Micah Hyde did get hurt. Lucky for him, he would be playing alongside one of the best safeties in the NFL, in my opinion, Javon Holland, young emerging talent. So I think we'll just, I mean... He'll be just fine. He's going to run chase. He's going to go to a team that's going to 
give him his money, but also give him a chance to win. And I mean, the Dolphins are going for it. You don't tax them. Nothing better. So if you can make it work financially, it's a great pickup. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're looking at your big four in your secondary would be Jalen Ramsey, Jordan Poyer, Javon Holland, and Xavier Howard. Even yeah. if like Howard took a, maybe a step back last year, but if he can just find, like I said earlier in our group chat, 75% of his game that he had before, you're looking at maybe one of the best secondaries we've seen in, I don't know, since the Legion of Boom. Like, but you still got to, you still got to get the guy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, complaining about money for a long time. I don't think he's going to take too big of a hometown discount. I doubt it. Yeah. Someone who he needs his bag, but also definitely wants to win. He's on, he is 31, but he's a guy that if you get him on your team, you're trying to win now, unless he just takes an absolute huge bag and just mails it in. But who knows? Uh, Number 12, uh, this is actually the number one receiver I did put here. Jacoby Myers, only 26 years old. Um, I really like Jacoby Myers. I think that him being with the Patriots these last few years, they just did not use him whatsoever. I mean, I think he didn't score his first receiving touchdown until this season. Right? Wasn't that a fantasy thing? He doesn't score touchdowns? So, I mean, I and you can't blame him because, I mean, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge running that offense last year. I mean, Mac Jones has not been a great thrower of the ball. He's been to the NFL. Uh, but Jacoby Myers has been solid. He's contributed. He's not a number one. He might get paid like a number one. I think he kind of wants that Christian Kirk bag. Someone's going to give it to him, probably. Probably. But – He's a he's very good. I like Jacoby Myers a hell of a lot. Yeah, yeah. I forgot how to read when I was looking ahead at when I was talking about the other guys before and why. I, mean, I also forgot. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like you said, Jacoby Myers. If you can get into the right role, get into that wide receiver two, or even as like if he can go to a really good team and be their slot guy, he's really shifty and can work that probably pretty well as well. So I think he's a good pickup as long as it's, you know, a reasonable contract. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not counting like Christian Kirk deal was, I don't know if he'll get that just because Christian Kirk was brought in to kind of be their wide receiver one, even though he maybe isn't, wasn't sorry go, uh, before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if somebody will see Jacoby Myers as being that good, like that he could be their number one, but uh, mm-hmm. Hey, him, I hope he gets his bag. Yes. Yeah, I just he's young enough because I mean, yeah, he he he's the same age of same age as Juju, but I feel like with like half the tread on the tires right now. And yeah. I feel like Myers gives you this exact same as Juju at this point. It was touted as a wide receiver one at one point, but uh, we'll keep going, though. Number 11, Levante David, the longtime Tampa Bay Buccaneer, is set to hit the market. And it doesn't look like the Buccaneers are going to bring him back. I think they want to, and I think David would want to finish his career as a Buccaneer. But he has a chance to ring chase if he wants to. He can stay home, but 
Levante David, even at 33, is still one of the best linebackers in the league. So any team will be lucky to have his services come 2023. I saw something earlier today, too, from Jeremy Fowler saying that uh, he might go to the Bills on a cheaper deal uh, since they're about to lose Tremaine Edmonds. Um, You know, there's another team in that division that maybe he'll stay in Florida for that needs a linebacker. Sign that cheap deal. I I would love that. That would be. I haven't seen that reported, but that would be, that'll be too much. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of one of the only holes you guys have at this point is linebacker. So mm-hmm. getting a guy like that because David's a really good player at this point, but I think the biggest thing is he's kind of is like that captain of your defense, like that true leader. Which I mean, Miami yeah. has some good players like that, but yeah. having that guy right in the middle of the field to be that guy, you can do a whole whole lot worse. Definitely. So, yeah, uh, honestly, who knows where he goes? I kind of hope that he does stay in Tampa and he finishes his career there. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done for his career. I think he's close, but I don't know if we'll get there. He might be in that Hall of Very Good draft that we'll do at some point, but... Uh, we'll get into the top 10 here. Sorry? There's another ring might get him there, but uh, you look at the other linebackers that have been waiting for a long time ahead of him. I don't think he's first ballot at all, but maybe later in the process. Yeah. All right, let's move into the top 10. Uh, we got one of your guys, Mike McGlinchey, right tackle for the Niners. The Niners are going to be in the tackle market. You talk. Talk to me about Mike McGlinchey. I kind of have my thoughts about him, but I'll let you go first because you are, are the Niners. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like Mike McGlinchey is a very polarizing player in our fan base. That's for sure. Um, as a run blocking tackle, I don't think you can do a whole lot better. He's, you know, whenever you look at like these PFF grades and whatnot, he is really good at that part of the job. Um but his pass blocking is just very average relative to the contract I'm sure he's about to get. And Mm -hmm. every now and then he just makes these plays where you're just looking at him like, what are you thinking? Or just gets completely bullied by Micah Parsons in a playoff game and gets put horizontal. And, you know, you're sitting there like, get this guy off my team. But at the same time, the role he plays in the run game is so huge and at the end of the day, there's not that many really good right tackles in the league. Nope. And I also do feel it's a little unfair for his sake that his direct comparable for the fan base is Trent Williams because everybody looks like shit compared to Trent Williams. So that, that is a damn fact. Like, yeah, like I think McGlinchey is one of those guys who like every team will be like happy to have either starting right tackle, but you will go through hardships and cussing him out being like what the fuck is he doing he's so bad but at the end of the day he's better than most right tackles in the league right now yeah and every team yeah like he's probably dolphins we need a right tackle yeah he's probably a tier two he's probably a tier two right tackle you know where it's like he's not a really elite guy but he's in that next tier down where it's you know you can go three or four games where you don't even notice him, which is great for a right tackle. That's what you want. Um, but then, like I said, just don't make a play that you're going to see on Twitter for a week. 
because you know he just completely forgets to block somebody or yeah anyways it's gonna be i will say like i i know a lot of fans for the niners are kind of happy he's moving on but i think it's going to be a whole lot harder to replace him than a lot of these people realize unless we get this next Uh, guy that'd be really nice (laughs) that would be nice uh and yeah let's just number nine caleb mcgarry uh the guy who drafted 2019 was a first round pick didn't do didn't do much his first couple years in the league and then arthur smith smith gets there and he's one of the best right tackles in the league um i don't think the falcons let him leave atlanta they have a shit ton of cap i don't know why they wouldn't pay him but uh if he does i mean he's about to hit the open market He should be staying in Atlanta, but someone might give him a bag where who knows if Atlanta can truly match. I would restructure guys to get him into San Francisco if I were me, but we'll see what happens. Him and Jonathan Jones are my top two free agent targets this year. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, those would be, I mean, arguably upgrades from what you had. I mean, based on my, Opinion: Caleb McGarry is one spot better than Mike McGlinchey. So, yeah, I, I think McGarry is also a tier two right tackle. They're around the same caliber. Mm-hmm. Um, McGarry is yeah. a little bit more balanced in his pass rush for or pass pro versus run blocking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a little bit better pass protector than McGlinchey, but he's not quite as good of a run blocker. But yeah. I think where they're at right now, especially with you know two young quarterbacks in San Francisco, having somebody that's a little bit of a pass pro is probably a good idea. Yeah. Also, they're just both fucking like massive. Yes. Like I think, like I think Mike McGlinchey's like six eight, and Caleb McGarry is like six seven. Yeah. So two massive individuals to man that right tackle spot. If you're looking, uh, we will keep going. Number eight, we got James Bradbury, the man who infamously held uh, Juju in the Super Bowl. Weak ass call, but. He is available. The Eagles are losing a lot of talent from that Super Bowl uh, losing team. James Bradbury is still a good corner. His season ended in obviously the way, in a way he didn't want to, but number two corner, James Bradbury. Yeah, you sign him up 100%. I think, yeah. Mike overpaid based on his abilities at this point. So that's kind of scaring me a little bit because I know that I've seen some people link him to San Francisco as well, but I don't love the idea of bringing him in at the price tag he's going to get, but he yeah. still is a solid player. I just think he's going to get overpaid. So, Plus, I, I, do, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. How do you come to a team where the star wide receiver called you trash in the Super Bowl week? So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that would be tough for him to go to the Niners. I think, I mean, he needs to go somewhere where he is the clear set number two guy. There's an established number one there to balance. A younger, clear number one. Like I'm thinking somewhere maybe like a Detroit where you've got Jeff Okuda, who's a number one, but could really use a solid number two with a veteran presence. Well, I mean, if we're talking about the Lions, that's a team that tried to trade for Jalen Ramsey. So they're obviously not too set on Jeff Akuda being their 
number one, number one. That too. But I just threw that name off the top of my head. But yeah, anyways. It's hard to think of teams. (laughs) Because even, yeah, like, I mean, because I was thinking, and I mean, I'm going to talk about it with the next team, but the Texans bringing in a guy like James Bradbury when you have Derek Stingley opposite him, or I think even Seattle maybe bringing him cornerback two when you got Tariq Woolen number one, but yeah. uh, some of the guys on Seattle were uh, saying to Darius Slay, trying to get him to come there because apparently the Eagles yeah. are trying to do, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, no, because him and Quandre Diggs are like really good friends. Yeah. So th- that was it. That would be a scary secondary. Tariq Woolen, Darius Slay, and then you got Diggs and Adams coming back. Yeah, I don't think you should go there. No. No. <laughs> I, uh, no. <laughs> All right, number seven, we got another corner. We got Jamel Dean, uh, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, only 26 years old. I think this is someone who the Buccaneers didn't really use a heck of a lot. I don't like... And he's still young. He's still like, he was very good. I always really liked him whenever he did play like for them, but he kind of just got lost in the fold. Someone's going to give him a bag. I think again, so we were talking about the Texans. I think a team like the Texans should be all over that. Give him money. You're our number two. Derek Stingley's our number one. Go play football. That's the role. And I think he'll thrive there, especially with Ryan's at head coach. I can see that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's Jamel Dean. He's yeah, I, <laughs> he's good. I honestly don't know. I'm not too familiar with like much about him to be honest. Like, I know the name, and I remember him in Tampa a little bit, but not really yeah. enough to give him to be give him a fair shake. So fair enough. Um. <laughs> keep moving on, though. Number six, I have Tremaine Edmonds. Only 25 years old. That is younger than Stetson Bennett, who is about to come into the league. But Tremaine Edmonds, I mean, he kind of found his footing with the Bills defense. He was killer in pass coverage this year, led the team in tackles, even though he missed time. This is a linebacker that, I mean, we were talking about it. You could give him a five-year deal, and at the end of that five-year deal, he'd only be 30. Like... Insane for a guy that already has five years of NFL experience under his belt. So I agree. Yeah. Like he's a player that I think he's probably the first guy we've talked about that is a true, like I'm okay paying him top of the market money. I think he's worth it. He's young. Like you said, he led a good defense and tackles and yeah, I think sky's the limit with him, especially if he can get back into another system where he doesn't necessarily have to do everything kind of like he was in Buffalo. And yeah, yeah no, I think he's a very good player and he's going to get paid. I saw a report today saying he might push 20 million a year. I saw that too. Yeah. And to be, be honest, insane. I don't think that either. Like, I think he's that good. So he is that good. He, he is someone where I remember him coming out of the draft and not me loving him, just loving his potential. He was only 19 when he got to the NFL and yeah, like year like year five for him, and it seems like he finally kind of like found his footing, and 
he's still young. He can still get better. This isn't a set product with Tremaine Edmonds. Absolutely. So I mean, that's the thing. By the end of his deal, wherever he goes, he can be the best linebacker in football. That's still a possibility for him, which is absolutely, absolutely yeah. insane. So whoever gets him is getting an absolute stud. I think, yeah, he – the Bears. I mean, it would be kind of stupid for them not to pay Roquan and then uh, – Yeah, and I, I don't think the Bears, main, but... Bears aren't necessarily in the spot where they're in the, to pay a linebacker yet, in my opinion. No. Um, That's true. Yeah, but I don't know. Off the top of my head, there's a couple teams that could really use him. I have no idea about their cap situations, but, you know, reunite him with his brother in Pittsburgh or, you know, Cincinnati. Yeah. I don't know. Some of these teams could all use a player like him. Definitely. There's really very few teams where he's not an upgrade over their current situation. Definitely. Uh, future Miami Dolphin. Of course. <laughs> That would be insane. Uh, they don't have the money for that. After getting the, I I think our cap situation is like we got like twenty four million going into Wednesday. Wednesday's free agency. Yes, officially. Okay. Yeah, and then tampering starts tomorrow. But yeah, I think we got officially twenty four million, and we can still free up ten million with a few other moves. So we could. Hmm. That's after Ramsey. You still have twenty four mil. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That that is one thing. I'll give Stephen Ross a ton of credit. He is opening up his checkbooks and he is giving away millions of dollars to try to win a Super Bowl before he dies, and we deserve it because he cost us our first round pick. So him giving away millions of dollars, he he owes us right now. So thank you, Stephen Ross, for allowing yeah. us to do these moves. Yeah, I mean, you guys have 24. You need about 10 to sign your pack, maybe a little less now because you don't have too many picks, but, you know, yeah. seven or eight <laughs> to sign your uh, draft class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you guys could maybe make another splash play or sign three or four quality vets. Jordan Poirier. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. There we go. Uh, let's go into the top five, though. At number five, we got another Eagle, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, uh, safety. Again, only 25 years old. I, I think he that. led the league in interceptions this year. Am I right about that? I think he did. Near the top. I'm pretty know. sure he did. But I think we'll just go with he led the inter- league in interceptions. This is someone that, I mean, the Eagles should want to bring back. Uh they didn't franchise tag him. I don't know why. It seemed like an easy move for them to do. But he will hit the open market, and he will. He might become the highest paid safety. Actually, no, there's another guy on the list who might beat him, but yeah. he is going to get a bag from a team. For sure. I didn't realize he was that young either. I thought he was in mm-hmm. New Orleans for a good, like, five years before he left. So. Nope. Yeah. No, good. Uh... We'll see what happens with him. My only concern with him is that he was in such a stack secondary that, you know, he kind of became, it's like if quarterback doesn't want to throw at Slay and doesn't want to throw at Bradbury, you know, then you go it after. allowed him to be a ball hawk. Yeah. Exactly. So a little bit leery there, but for a guy that's only 25 years old that put up the numbers he did, I think he's going to get a bag and make somebody really happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I again get someone who 
defense isn't that good. Offense is looking. I don't. Know, I don't even know who. Yeah, like the Falcons can give him a bag if they want to put him back yeah. there at secondary. I mean that he's, he's just another player where I'd be leery to give him a deal expecting him to be your focal point. But at the end of the yeah. day, with, with the money he's going to be getting, it's hard to fit him into a good team already. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, moving, yeah, moving on to number four, we got Orlando Brown Jr., only 26 years old. Again, I'm shocked that the Chiefs didn't franchise tag him. Mm-hmm. Uh, allowing him to to hit the open market is scary, especially when you're the Chiefs who now don't have a tackle, neither of your starting tackles coming back. Uh, so, yeah, a guy who he doesn't want to play right tackle, he is going to get paid as a left tackle. He is going to get a huge contract because he is the best left tackle on the market by quite a bit. Again, only 26. If this, this is a, we've been talking about the bears. This is a team where the bears should be like, we're giving you whatever the fuck you want. Come, come protect the fields. If I'm the bears, I'm willing to let him reset the market. Honestly, I don't think he's good enough to reset the market, but I'm willing to let him to be honest. Just because they need be, a left tackle. They do. It's either yeah, like they do in like the baddest way. Yeah. It's like if you're gonna go into the season, your left tackle's gotta be either somebody like that or you're gonna use ninth overall on. You know, someone like a Skorowski mm-hmm. or something. But like to yeah. me, I'd rather go get an Orlando Brown and then use nine on a different position. And that's the thing, he's only twenty six. Exactly. You can sign him to uh, a long-term him. deal and five years. Be yeah. Like he could essentially be your franchise left tackle for a decade if yep. you want him to be. I don't think like, again, don't give him a 10 year deal, but no. two five year deals or whatever, but he can be a bear for life if they want him to be. And they should. I would do that. Like I said, I don't think necessarily his talent should have him getting paid as high as he is, but he's still, an upper tier type, uh, left tackle. And he's in that tier two, tier two group. 100%. Guys. These guys just don't hit the market. So he's going to get a bag. And I think Chicago should not let him, should not let money be the reason he's not a bear next year. No, exactly. Uh, moving on, number three, another Eagle. Uh, we got Javon Hargrave. Uh, big defensive tackle, 11 sacks this year, 30 years old. Again, one of these great Eagles interior defensive line players. They had such a good rotation. I mean, he was the main defensive tackle on that team. A lot of people want to say Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox is old. This was Javon Hargraves. Absolutely. Interior defensive line on the team. Uh yeah, I mean, someone's going to get an absolute killer, an abs- like guy who just plugged the middle of that line. He has pass rushing ability too. I mean, that Eagles defensive line was so good where everybody should have had a chance to get to the quarterback. But I think 11 sacks is he won't hit that number again. But can he get six? Probably. Absolutely. So Six yeah. and three run stopping, that's worth it to me for what he's going to get. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I know I've seen some people saying that San Francisco's that's another target they should have. I think it would take a little bit of moves to make that happen. So I don't know if it's going to be the way they go, but I think he still is clearly the best defensive lineman on the free agency board this year. And yeah, he will get paid accordingly. So Definitely. good for him. 
he deserves it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll just keep going. Number two, Jesse Bates. Uh, again, someone who the Bengals could have franchise tagged. They're letting him walk, letting him test his market. One of the better safeties in football over the last couple seasons. That's a big hit to their defense. Mm-hmm. I know this is probably a guy that you might want the Niners to sign being that free safety. No, I feel like I've seen that on Twitter where, again, price tag, but if you could get him, you'd want him. I, like, don't get me wrong. If you could just put him in, like, just on paper without factoring in contracts, absolutely. Especially yeah. with the new Steve Wilkes defense coming in that really emphasizes having a really good free safety. Um, yeah. He'd be a great fit. I just think he's going to get too much money for the production he's going to provide. So, but like I said, great player. Somebody's going to get him and he's going to keep making plays like he was in Cincinnati. I agree with you. I think he should have been tagged, but uh, hey, good for him. Go get that huge life changing contract and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm totally drawing a blank here, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. He's a great player. Um, And, yeah, num- yeah. number one, uh, he did technically get tagged, but it is the non-exclusive tag, so he is going to market. Lamar Jackson, quarterback, 26 years old, and no one wants him, apparently. <laughs> That's a story that we could have started off at the top of the show Uh yeah, apparently there are several teams that have already said, no, we don't, we aren't interested. I feel like they aren't interested because of the contract he wants. As soon as he budges off that fully guaranteed contract, I think the offers are going to start flying. And I think teams are going to try to price the Ravens out of it. So, But at the same time, too, if I'm the Ravens, you don't allow yourself to get priced out. You know what I mean? I think you shouldn't. You shouldn't. And I think that's, from what I've been seeing online, that's been the bigger thing with this situation where teams just don't want to do that legwork for Baltimore. You know what I mean? If you go through the process of negotiating a full contract with a guy who doesn't have an agent, that's a huge process just to have all of it go down the drain because Baltimore says, thank you very much. He's ours. I think that's a big reason why teams are not interested they don't um, want to put it to work for them, yeah. Yeah, plus you're giving a fully guaranteed contract to a guy that's been hurt the last two years. That's mm-hmm. scary. So I think right, that situation is going to take a while. That's not something we're going to see an answer to this week. Um, I think you're going to have to let the whole process go with uh, free agency, maybe even the draft, before you actually get an answer on Lamar Jackson, to be honest. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think, I mean, I think it's wild that all of these teams are sitting back and just kind of being like, nope, we're good for now. Like, I mean, 26, former MVP. I mean, uh, I think it was Warren Sharp or something, but he put out like uh, most TDs before Mm -hmm. turning 24. And I think he's number one by like quite a bit. I think that's also including rushing TDs, so a little unfair, but... That's what Lamar gives you. He gives you that elite dynamic rushing ability. That's why teams are also probably scared in the same sense. But I don't know. He's he he's a top five quarterback in the league, and teams are kind of being scared and pussies about it. So someone will jump. I don't think he's playing for Baltimore next season. I think he will be on a different team when it's all said and done. Um, 
But at the same time, too, just to play devil's advocate to what you're just saying there, with the not playing for Baltimore, um, he could also just sit here and say, well, these teams don't want to give me the contract because I've been hurt, and they don't want to give me the contract because they think I'm just a running quarterback. You know, now he's going to go to a system with the Georgia offensive coordinator. You know, if they can get him a one receiver. You get 32 mil a year guaranteed next year, and then you can come back next year because they're not going to tag you again, probably. No. You know, that number is going to jump really high at that point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, who knows? But at that point, too, I think you're going to have a lot of teams more willing to negotiate on that. And we'll see what happens. I Like you said, I love Lamar. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in football. And uh, somebody's going to get him. But if it's not Baltimore. So. No. Okay. Well, that'll do it for the top 25 free agents. Uh, What a day. What a day. I I truly was not expecting any kind of news like that to happen today. I'm happy it did. I'm happy we actually got to talk about it before I put this out on Tuesday. Yeah, that's the other thing. Going to be an early release to get ahead of free agency. That's why we're recording on this beautiful Sunday. Daylight savings happened. It's nice to have it not be dark outside right now. Uh, And I mean, honestly, Cameron, after going over these free agents that I've listed, and I mean, we're talking about the Chiefs losing both of their tackles and their number one wide receiver, the Bills losing Poyer and Edmonds. I mean, the Bengals losing Bates. And here are the Dolphins. Huh? You're talking yourself into that Super Bowl, aren't you? We, yeah, I mean, you already kind of said it. We're the number one roster on paper. Outside of, if you take quarterbacks out, I'll say that. doesn't matter. We're the number one roster on paper. I'm, yeah, I am, I'm fucking ready. I'm, yeah. Your defense is stacked. The offense is stacked. You just got to hope for the health of Tua that he can last until playoffs. Because I think he's, Good enough that you can win with him with the quality of roster you have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, like, okay. I, I don't want to get into a whole huge Tua debate here. I think he's a good enough quarterback to win with a good roster. He's maybe not like a Mahomes or Josh Allen where you could just throw him out there and be Superman, but mm-hmm. he is in the perfect situation for his career right now. So it's a fun time to be a Dolphins fan. I'm so excited. I hope this is I, – I just hope that there's a payoff at the end of the road. I mean, my whole life I have not seen a Dolphins playoff win. That is the bar right now. A playoff win is the bar. Super Bowl is the goal. So if you have any final thoughts. No, I'm just going to say it's, it's always fun when you know your team finally gets to that point. You know, I know it, for me, I started watching football in 2012 when San Francisco was really good. And I thought I'd be a good team just to get hit with shit for the next five years. So yeah. I can only imagine what it's been like for you to go through all this time of not watching contender level football and being able to be like emotionally invested into it. So it's always so fun. Finally here. You know? Finally here. And uh, yeah. hopefully this is going to be like the 2019 Niners for you where you finally make that jump to the superstar teams. I fucking hope so. I am so excited. Dolphins, number one team in football. If you've liked this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.